good evening and welcome to Hockey Talk right here on Whiteman TV. I'm Steve Fitzsimmons along with Andy Clark and Jamie Bennett and we have a very special guest who has driven a very long way to be with us today. Mike Carafalitis, good friend who is the play-by-play -play voice of the Sudbury Wolves on their radio affiliate. Mike, uh, amazing that you made the drive for us. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. It's awesome. So, I mean, if we look at the OHL year over year, maybe the Sudbury Wolves would be in a lot of people's minds the biggest surprise of team of the year. Um, when you look at that team, I mean, we know Uko Pekka Lukanen is a big part of it, but there's a lot of other reasons why they've done so well. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at the up and down in the organization. I'm going to start with the coaching staff. You look at Corey Stillman. This is his first, uh, second year uh, full-time as the head coach. Last year, he didn't really have that good of a team, that uh, much uh, talent, as you say. Uh, but, you know, he's building it, and they're, they're running a system in Sudbury. Uh, they're running a, a, a defensive system. They work hard. It's not just Uko it's a lot of other players as well. You look at players like uh, Macaulay Carson. You look at players like, uh, I mean, David Levin, he's out right now. Ruzichka, who they just uh, pick, uh, picked up from the Sarnia Sting as well. That's another player. Uh, Anthony DeMeo, they picked up from the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds at the trade deadline. That's another player that's helped him out in the back end. I mean, Isaac Phillips has played well. Uh, the Pilon Twins, I mean, these guys have really stepped up now. This is their last year. They has overagers, Cole Candela. Uh, the list goes on and on, and yeah. You can't leave out uh, Quinton Byfield. Oh well, yeah, I, I, absolutely. Like yeah. I, that's a guy that's first uh, first round draft pick. And you know what? Here's the thing about Quinton Byfield. A lot of players didn't want to come to Sudbury, right? And and Quinton Byfield got drafted by the Sudbury Wolves, and and they asked him. They said, you know what? Do you really want? Did you really want to go there? And he, you know what? His response was, you know, what? I'm going to go where I'm drafted. These guys want me, and he's enjoying Sudbury. He just says, you know what? He says it's a little bit cold. That's what he says, Quentin Byfield, if you talk to him. But he's one of the most humble guys you ever meet, and he's a really good rookie. And you know what? He's a leader on this team as a 16-year-old. Yeah, they put him out there in all sorts of situations, and he has a physical presence. And yeah. I think he's, what, third in rookie scoring right now? Third in now, rookie scoring, yeah. When you watch him play... You would never pick him out as a rookie. No, I mean, he, he, plays the, he plays the point on the power play right now. I mean, the power play right now is last in the league, but they're really starting to uh, turn it up right now. They, I mean, they scored two power play goals against Hamilton in the last game in Hamilton on Sunday. Uh, they, they could put him on the point. They could put him up front. Uh, he's a great penalty killer as well. Uh, the penalty killing is third in the league right now, or third in, yeah, third in the, in the, in the uh, OHL right now. So uh, this is a guy, uh, you could put him in any situation and he'll excel. He's just very mature for his age. He's getting better and better every game. And Mike, I mean, this guy, you know, as a, he's 16 years old, he's six foot five, 214 pounds. Yeah. And, and I mean, you don't necessarily expect those guys to be as good a skater as Quinton Byfield is. You know, he, he skates his way out of trouble. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he creates um, a lot of plays with just on ice hockey sense as well. And being a plus 14 as a rookie, I mean, on a team that, you know, has, has certainly uh, progressed so far in, in a year um, as the first overall pick, you know, a point a game. I mean, you got to hand it to the kid. He's been, he's been as advertised, really. Yeah, he's absolutely been as advertised. Uh, again, he just, he just works so hard in, uh, day in and day out in practice, uh, in film sessions as well. He's like, in film sessions, he's the one that's like in front all the time and the guys really follow his lead and uh, he's he's playing so well right now and I think he's going to continue that into the playoffs I mean they were without him for a little bit uh, during the year when he was uh, at the under 17 so right. for uh, Team Canada or Team Ontario I believe yeah but um, 
uh, once he came back, the team really, really rallies around him. He's a peer leader for a 16-year-old, which is impressive for me to see covering these uh, games on the road and talking to the and talking to uh, him as well. He's just an unbelievable kid. You can you can see the swagger in him uh, when you talk to him. Like, you talk to him, he he, he acts like a, like an 18-year-old. He acts like he's been in the league for four years, right? I mean, where are you going to find that in the rookie? I know, I know, Perfetti, uh, Cole Perfetti and Saginaw. I haven't really, you know, I haven't really talked to him, uh, but at, uh, this kid's unbelievable, Quinton Byfield. Okay, let's talk Uko Pekaluka. Oh, I mean, this guy course. has been. Uh, and let's throw his stats up on the screen as well. Uh, this guy has been nothing short of spectacular. Um, not only in the OHL, he looked pretty good at the World Juniors too, yeah. taking a gold medal, leading his team there for Team Finland. But I mean, you look at his numbers, they're as good as anybody's in the Ontario Hockey League. 36-10-2, um, a 2.45 goals against, oh. 9.21 save. I mean, they're, they're right yeah. there with Michael DiPietro and, and anyone else in the Ontario Hockey League. I mean, can you put into words just what he's meant to the Sudbury Wolves? Oh, he's meant... Absolutely everything. I mean, you asked Drake Pilon. You, uh, I asked Drake Pilon actually the other day. I said, "So, what would you give the Uko Pekalukin? And uh, if anything, you could give to him." He said, "My soul." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "My soul." He said, and I said, "What do you mean, my soul?" He goes, "You know what?" He goes, "He's a lead again. This is another leader." Um, he steps out there. He's probably one of the hardest working goalies you'll find in the OHL. He's always the first one on the ice and the last one out in the ice in practice. And even before the games, when the guys warm up. He is the last guy to get into that dressing room. He is so focused. And here's another guy. You know, goalies we know is diff are different breed. They're a little breed. different, yeah. They're a little different breed, right? But Uko Pekalukkanen, he's kind of like Gus a little bit. You know, I, I know he gets like 50 shots a game, and, you know, when you get 50 uh, pucks in the face or yeah. 50 pucks, whatever, you're going to be a little different. But him, he's very humble. Mm -hmm. He's a guy that he'll walk down the streets of Sudbury or anything. He'll take a picture with you. He doesn't, he, it doesn't matter to him, right? And you know what matters to him and why he came to Sudbury as well? Another big thing, um, he wanted to play. And he's another uh, uh, situation like Byfield. He was uh, drafted and he didn't want to make uh, the decision. He said, he goes, you know what? These guys wanted me. He goes, I'm going to go uh, where I want it to be, right? I, I don't know if it's so. a factor, but there's also a pretty good... Uh Finnish well, population around Sudbury. I was just going to say that. Yeah. If you if you watch the games, right be uh, the panel right behind the, the yeah. net well, is hey. for a Finnish uh, organization right in the area. Oh, really? So okay. yeah, so I think that probably doesn't hurt. Fun fact: yeah. the Finnish ambassador was in uh, Sudbury uh, last week, so um, he's getting a lot of attention from the Finnish community, and he's very yeah. very happy uh, being there right now. I mean, it's cold for him. It's just really, like Finland, uh, right? Really good prospect for <laughs> Buffalo, for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's when, unbelievable. When I see him play, like he has the size that we often see, but he's technically strong. But I like that he has a really good feel on when to be uses athleticism, right? Some goalies you see just rely on the athleticism, and some mm. just rely on the technical aspects. But he seems to have a really good feel for he does. when to be technical and when to just be athletic. So. Well, here's the thing about it. I mean, a lot of a lot of. Uh, Teams will say, you know what, he can't go side to side. You have to get him side to side to beat him, kind of thing. You know what, he's good side to side. He's good from his left to his right. Um, they're trying to say, well, what's his weakness? I mean, OHL shooters haven't found it. They World, haven't found it World yet. World Junior <laughs> shooters haven't found World it. World Junior, I mean, he, like, he stopped Comtois on a break. Well, yeah, he's been unbelievable. And, yeah. and he's just a leader, too. And yeah, I, know, I know they were with him for a little bit. Uh, they were out without him, excuse me, for a little bit in the World Juniors. Uh, and then that, that's uh, when Jake McGrath was uh, with the Sudbury Wolves. And they didn't do so well, right? Um, but 
they've they've rested Lukanen a couple times. So this team, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that say that Lukanen, because of Lukanen, this team's doing so well. And so this is where I'm going to disagree mm. with a lot of the a lot of guys that say this. There's th- yeah. yeah, because there's a lot of pieces that have stepped there up. Is, like, there I was going to throw out a name like Nolan Hutchinson. That's a guy that's from having a career year. Yeah. Right? He's having a career uh, career year right now. And uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it doesn't hurt to have the best goalie in the league. Though, oh right? no, absolutely not. But hurt, you know yeah. what? This this to me is still a playoff team without Lukanen. Yep. Maybe they're in eighth place, but they're still a playoff team. You know, they're good enough to be a playoff team. He has just given them all world goaltending. Yeah. You know, another interesting thing, of course, is uh, David Bowen. Let's talk David Bowen <laughs> yeah. for a sec. So okay. Joe Bowen, of course, yeah. uh, used to have the job that you have now. He used to be yes. the radio voice yeah. of the Sudbury Wolves way back in the day before he was the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now his son, David, had a cup of coffee with Sudbury last year for, I think, three or four games mm-hmm. and played last week for the Sudbury Wolves and, and pit chalked up a victory for them. Um, 9-1 over Owen Sound. Yeah, yeah, beat the Owen Sound attack. I mean... Um, must be special for the Bowen family, especially oh, yeah. given the history of the Sudbury Wolves and the Bowen family. Oh yeah, I mean, he, he yeah, that was a nine-one win against the Wonsan, I believe he started yeah. that game. But you know what? He made some starts. He played last year as well. A little bit. So they put him. Uh, they want him to get more ice time. So he's that's why he's kind of like down with the uh, their affiliate, the Raceside Bell for uh, Canadians. Right. Um, so now he's uh, been brought up just to give him some starts but they got an interesting situation with him and Jonathan Lemaire and Lemaire right now is the backup he's 16 so they they brought Bowen actually on the road trip uh, to Hamilton and that everybody thought that uh, he was going to get the last start so uh, Bowen's uh, I mean we don't know if Luke or the Sudbury Wolves don't know if Lucanen or any, nobody knows if Lucanen's going to come back next year. So Bowen should be the guy. He might play year. for the Buffalo Sabers. Exactly. Hey, could, they, right. Wouldn't be to completely shocking. So I don't think I don't think he's yeah I don't think he's going to I honestly don't think he's going to come back next year. I would think not. No. So, so Bowen's currently playing in the Northern Ontario. Yes. Northern Ontario. Yes. Hockey yes. League, yeah. yes. He's for, the starter for, for the Brayside Belfort. So I guess Joe I guess made the drive for that he did. game. To, yeah. To he watch was there. there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's his new profile pic on Twitter. His son and stuff. Right. But yeah. Since we're talking. Uh, goalies for Sudbury. Here's one too. Is Marshall Frappier, yep. who I believe played with him last year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but this year he only played two minutes. Yeah. What happened there? Oh well, I, I can totally tell you exactly what happened in that game. That was the blowout, ten to three, against the Barry Colts earlier in the year. Uh, that's when Uko Pekalukkanen was still up in Finland and he was writing his exams, mm-hmm. so he wasn't with the team yet. Right. And. Um, yeah, so that was a 10-3 game. Frapp, um, uh, McGrath started that game, and then Frappier came in. He let in, I think, three goals, maybe on six shots or something like wow. that. I can't really remember. It was so early in the year. Uh, but, yeah, so Frappier, he, now he's moved on to Kingston. So And he's got a chance in Kingston. He's, he's a good little goalie. He's got a good future. Mm-hmm. He's just young, right? So, yeah, I saw him play last year against Owen Sound. He yeah. did all right. So. Mm-hmm. Jamie? Yeah, so one thing I'd just like to ask is you've made some comments about how uh, a couple of these guys have swagger, but they're also very humble guys. Guys very. like Quentin Byfield and, and Uko Pekalukin. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to the sort of the importance of having that and being able to switch between those two very different attributes? Well, I mean, you, you have to have a humble team. I mean, you can't have a real a cancer in the dressing room. And, uh, and I look at this team and traveling with them on the road, there's not really a cancer in the dressing room. There's not, everybody is together, which is unbelievable. I mean... Uh, you see these guys, they all hang out together. Um, nobody, the coaches are just, they don't have to worry about anything. Um, these, these guys are really, they play together and you could see it uh, on the ice and off the ice, how well they gel. 
right? It's just the swagger. They believe they could beat anybody in a seven-game series. If you talk to any of them, they, they, it's just hard work. That's what they do. They, 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 shoot, they shoot the puck in, and all they do is they forecheck. They forecheck hard. They cause turnovers. Uh, they play good defense, and they love the cycle. And if you ask, if you ask Drake Pilon or Darian Pilon, you ask him, you say, so what do we got to do to beat these guys? You know, what they're, you know what their answer is? Cycle them to death. <laughs> That's all he'll say. And this is the Pilons, right? So um, this team's really coming along, and they're getting better and better, man. So, so big weekend to, coming up. Anyway. I wanted to ask you, too, because uh, sometimes it's, you get lucky with circumstances, too, and uh, Cole Candela sort of comes to mind because yep. very, very good OHL defenseman, and he's one that, because of a number situation, he didn't get signed to an entry-level contract by Vancouver. So when I've watched them play, there's been certain games where I've really – it seems to me like he's really trying to add that offensive element to his game because, you know, he's playing for his life in that sense, right? He, uh, he's, he's playing for a contract, so he definitely seems to be really trying to step it up. Cole Candela, a, a, um, he's a, a veteran leader, but he's a quiet leader as well. He's not a raw, raw guy that you find sometimes, you know, on the blue line and stuff like that. Like, but he's, uh, yeah, he, again, like, you know, he was uh, not signed by the Vancouver Canucks, but he's not done yet. I mean... He's on a mission. You, he doesn't really like to talk too much to either. Like he, he, he'll kind of give you a couple words here and there, a couple words here and there. But on the ice, uh, he's really stepped up his game. And as an overager, I know there was talk about him maybe at the trade deadline getting rid of him. And Rob Popkin said, no, the general manager, right? This is the guy I'm keeping. And it's worked out so well with him and the pylons. But... Uh, uh, keeping the overagers, but he's he's a leader again on and off the ice. Um, I know he's run into a couple of situations, Cole Candela, where he's given the puck away. And one thing about Cole, he's really hard on himself. Um, so, and again, he's another guy who works really, really hard in practice. And uh, he's very offensive, and he's very, very smart with the puck. Uh, um, able to pass. He knows exactly where his players are going to be. Uh, I think Rizichka has helped him out a lot as well at the trade deadline. Yeah, that was a sneaky good move by the Sudbury oh, yeah. Wolves. A little bit under the radar, but uh, having you know having the, the uh, Sarnia Sting uh, play the Guelph Storm a whole lot. Um, I knew this guy was you know sneaky good point-of-game player. Plug him in. Um, he makes players around him better. Um, mm. And you know what? This guy has fit in seamlessly and actually increased his production even over what he was doing for Sarnia. You know what? The funniest guy you ever meet, Adam Rzichka. He, he's such a another character guy. He fitted perfectly with the Sudbury Wolves. I know uh, there was a little thing about him, uh, how they're saying in Sarnia, you know what? He kind of dogged at some games or some games he came up to play. Uh, he wasn't there 100%. He, I mean, here's a guy that's got pretty much two points a game right now as a Sudbury Wolf, one or two points a game, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's fit in perfectly on the power play, especially on the face-off circle. He is up there in the top five. 27 games, 33 yeah. points, and he's a plus 20. There you 20, go. Yeah. There you games. go, right, guys? I mean, Because I was God, watching some goodness. Sudbury games yeah. uh, today to prep for this, and, you know, there was a few plays there where he actually – was back deep, breaking up plays in mm-hmm. front of his own net. So yeah, he's he comes back. The full full game. Yeah, yeah. he I definitely. Mean, yeah, sorry, Steve. Yeah. No, I mean he's a he's a great player, and he certainly added and 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 at a price I think people were overpaying for people at the trade deadline, and I felt like the Sudbury Wolves bought him at a reasonable level compared to what other people were doing. Yeah, I mean they they did get. Uh, uh, right of Anthony Tabak, right? But Anthony, yeah. Anthony Tabak wasn't getting a lot of playing time with right. the uh, Sudbury Wolves, so he wanted out. His agent said, you know what, we got to get, you know what, I want out, you want my guy wants out, whatever. So they accommodated him, so he was part of the package of Sarnia with a, a couple picks, yeah. right? 
So you give up the bare minimum and you get a guy that has experience and you bring him to this Wolves team who doesn't have experience, not a lot, right? On their team besides Anthony DeMeo and Cole Candela with uh, the Bulldogs and whatnot. So yeah. um, Rizicka, he's he's been unbelievable. He's been perfect. He looks good. He looks really, really good. We're with Mike Karafalidis, the uh, play-by-play voice of the Sudbury Wolves on their radio affiliate. We're so pleased he, he made the drive to join us here <laughs> in our Hanover studios. Uh, Mike, another interesting uh, guy that uh, has been around the league a little while. He was a great story coming in um, that, that, you know, he's finally found his feet, I think, is, is David Levin. Yep. You know, an Israel native. He was drafted first overall. And let's be honest, it was on a projection pick for sure. Um, you know, he wasn't the best player necessarily in minor midget, but they projected him as being maybe a superstar, and he never really kind of found that level. Um, but the guy had only been on skates since he was 12 years old. I mean, yeah. let's be honest about like what he has done this year. Played a lot of roller play. hockey. Yeah, he played a lot of roller up. hockey, mm-hmm. and for him to even make it to the Ontario Hockey League is something. To be the first overall pick was ridiculous, and then he's gone <laughs> this year to a point-of-game player for you. The point of, yeah, he's out right now. He has uh, a lower body injury, so they're... Uh, hoping to get him back by the playoffs. So can you imagine with these lines that they have, uh, three lines, well, pretty much three lines, and you got uh, Blake McConville and Ryan O'Bonson are kind of uh, uh, shuffled in on the fourth line. Yeah. And they'll just, uh, Corey Stillman will usually arrive with three, uh, three lines. But anyway, so with, if Levin comes back, and hopefully they're ho- uh, he'll be back by the first round, because um, he has a, a lower body injury, like I said, like this team can really do some damage, I, I, I believe in the uh, playoffs they could go they could go deep so to that end i do have a big question for you because uh you mentioned earlier they have a pretty good uh penalty kill mm-hmm. but going into the playoffs they have the dead last 20 out of 20 yep. power play yep and you know what i'm gonna go back percent yeah that's no it's no actually it's bad that's even worse yeah. than kingston yeah <laughs> i mean that's that's not good no it's, not it's good. funny mike you know yeah chemistry is a funny thing with on the power play mm-hmm. you know you you look at the Kitchener Rangers, for instance, they're number two in the league, and you know they've got some guys that can thread the needle pretty good. But when you look at who Sudbury can put out there, yeah. you would think they'd be way better. Yeah, I mean, Corey Stillman's tried a lot of things right now. He's tried five forwards. He's tried uh, uh, Peter Stratus and Kendall at the point. He's tried, uh, he's tried everything. Um, I'm going to go back with Bud Stefanski, who is uh, now the assistant coach of uh, the Sudbury Wolves, who is Corey Stillman's brother-in-law, who's yeah. been around the OHL for a long time. And I asked Bud, uh, I said, what's, what's wrong with the power play? And Bud said, you know what? It's a thing that it's a work in progress. Yeah. It's either it's going to be really, really good or it's going to be really, really bad, but it can get better in a heartbeat kind of thing, right? right? So this is a thing in progress. Uh, like I said, they did score two power play goals against the Bulldogs. Right. Uh, so Signs of life, maybe. I- exactly, right? So yeah. that's what Bud says. You know what? Bud says, you know what? It could get better. It just got to be patient. With the power play, you always have to be patient. It's, it's kind of odd because they have the you know second best power, uh, penalty kill. But when you got yeah, and, and I, I know they're way up there for shorthanded goals too. Mm-hmm. Like they've, so they they have the, the one uh, special team down pat, and then the other one they're still kind of looking for it still. Yeah. Why don't we take a look at the Eastern Conference standings? And I mean, you know, despite the the power play uh, futility of the Sudbury Wolves, 
You know, they're just two points behind the Niagara Ice Dogs for mm. second in the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Ottawa 67s, of course, a, a little bit further ahead there. but um, And that's been like that from the outset. But 6-2, 1-1 in their last 10 games, the Sudbury Wolves playing well. Yep. And as you say, you know, if they can get David Levin back in their lineup, uh, that adds a point a game score. Huge. That's like making a trade at the trade deadline mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, big loss for the Sudbury Wolves was they just lost against the Niagara Ice Dogs mm-hmm. in Niagara this past, uh, f- it was fr- Friday or Saturday? I can't even remember. There's so many games. But anyway, yeah. Friday, I... It was Friday in Niagara, so that was a big loss, and that was uh, so now uh, Niagara is two points ahead of the Sudbury Wolves. So Niagara, you look at their last three games; they got Kingston twice, and mm-hmm. Kingston's in the Shane Wright uh, sweepstakes, right? Yeah, with the they're Fred Firebirds. They're going to win both those Forget games, it. eight or nine. Nothing. Exactly, it, yeah. easily, yeah. easily, right? Yeah. So, yeah. and well, you look at the Wolves' last three games. Clinton winning a few yeah. games here and there, so that's yeah. That's I mean, Kingston's going to get the first right? overall. Yeah, back. let's be honest. Oh, hundred percent, hundred. They should. Yeah. Right? I mean, they so. They need it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Actually, you know what? The Flint Firebirds, actually, in fairness to them, they've been decent since the since pretty much the Christmas break. You know, they were just crippled with injuries and, they are, and problems. They're yeah. not that bad of a no, hockey team, they actually. they play hard. Yeah. yeah. What, was it, what was it that one game? They came in and they played against the uh, Kitchener Rangers with four defensemen. Yeah. And yeah. they went into Kitchener and they like absolutely... Annihilated them and embarrassed them on their home ice yeah. with seven thousand people there, yep. to seven to one or something like that. They right? lost five four in overtime. And then even recently, Guelph. like uh, yeah. they came back in the third period against that powerhouse Guelph team. Yep. And then they had a real legit chance to win it in the last minute. They ended up losing in overtime when Sam Rukoff uh, scored the overtime winner. Right. But, yeah. But they also just recently took uh, the London Knights. They play hard. Overtime too. Yeah. So well, as Emmanuel Vela really. Yeah. I don't know if you saw he some of the saves. Head, yeah. Oh my goodness! Day. I've never. Yeah. Wow. But he looked unbelievable. So yeah, so yeah, for the London yeah. Knights fans to uh, to cheer and 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 be happy with the first star being a visiting player, albeit a former London Knight. In fairness, <laughs> you know, just ask Mike yeah. Farwell if you know who that is. <laughs> he'll he'll tell you yeah. all about that. Oh, but yeah. um, oh, you know, boy. you don't see that typically from London Knights fans. In no. fairness to London Knights fans, no. With all due respect to them, um, when you look at this Eastern Conference, t- putting your Sudbury Wolves hat on the table for okay. a moment, that. If you're sizing up the East without Sudbury necessarily, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we obviously expect that you would you would feel that the Sudbury Wolves are as good as anybody, and and I and I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you who do you look at next as the next team that, that's the best one to beat? Mm. Niagara, the yeah. Niagara Stugs are really really coming along. Stadika's playing unbelievable. Robertson, uh, Rob, I mean Jason Robertson. They've not, how many how many guys how many studs do they have in this team? They got Jason Robertson. They got Stadnika. Uh, their goaltending. I think that might be the Stephen only Dillon is, question mark he's, he's, to me. He's probably top six or seven in the league. He's not elite top five kind he's of He's not. Thing. He's not. And I think if you But he start, doesn't maybe have to be either. No. No, no. They, they, they got a pretty solid uh, defense with uh, Bukach. Uh, he's back there on defense, and he's... Uh, He's a Boston Bruins draft pick, and he's he, you know he can clean up things back there as well. You know Elijah Roberts, there's a guy too, uh, but no, the, I I think I like Niagara, and of course Ottawa, of course uh, Ottawa is just beating everybody. But to me, they, they, it just seems like they're overachieving. To me, I don't know what it is. I just have this feeling Ottawa's going to be knocked out in the second round. I really do. You heard it here. Well, there you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean yeah. the I one thing Ottawa has in spades, of course, is goaltending. Yeah, and and that can win in the playoffs, of course. But um, you know, scoring also wins in the playoffs. I'm, I'm very, very still. I'm still kind of puzzled why you have Cedric Andre, right, as your starting goalie. Then you go pick up Mikey DiPietro. I mean, I know you pick up one of the best goalies in the OHL, but really, 
I don't know. I would have kept influence. with Andre. Maybe you could have got somebody else. He's one of the right? most known names in the OHL, too. So maybe it was a marketing thing to... Well, it might have been. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, they didn't need Michael DiPietro. They had no way. probably one of the top three or four goalies yeah. in the OHL. Yeah. Um, although they're one injury away from maybe needing them, who knows? That's right. But you're right, Mike. I think they could have maybe put those assets in a different direction oh, yeah. to maybe help themselves in another way. But in fairness to them, I mean, they have 101 points, and <laughs> it's been a pretty phenomenal season. Yeah, I mean, tough team to beat. Do you see, you know, right now it lines up with, you know, Mississauga or the Peets oh. playing Oshawa Generals. I mean, could you see an upset in the making there? Well, as I look at the, as we talk about the standings and whatever, I mean, Mississauga, they've been struggling. They're a team that has been streaky all year long. They win, they'll win like 9, 10 in a row, and then they'll look terrible and lose like 6, 7, 8 in a row, right? Uh, they did come off a win against the Erie Otters, but uh, you, you never know what you're going to get from Mississauga. Right. So, but they are a team, you never know. I mean, when was it, two years ago against the Erie Otters, uh, that one year, they... They went all, they almost went all the way. Mm -hmm. And they were one of the underdogs. I don't know if you guys remember that. And mm -hmm. they just went through everybody. And James Richmond, I mean, heck of a head coach, right? He's going to have his guys ready. As for the Peterborough Peets, now they're starting to turn it on, mm -hmm. right? Hamilton Bulldogs, uh, I, I, oh, besides one line, uh -huh. besides Kaliev, Strom, and Jan Jenik, to me, that's all they got. What brilliance okay. of them picking up Jan Jenik. At the oh, my like, goodness. A guy played at the World Juniors. Oh. I never even heard of him. Yeah. And he's gone, gone in and been a point of game almost for them. But yeah. you know what? Give them some credit, though, the Hamilton Bulldogs. You look at the four teams that were in the Memorial Cup last year. The other three are completely trashed and nowhere near a playoff team. <laughs> no this is way. the only one that's going to make the playoffs from those teams. Yeah. I was going to say, we kind of glossed over there the Oshawa Generals, right? They have uh. solid goaltending in Kyle Kaiser, and they have a lot of really good pieces there. Uh, They're Sal Dietry that they got from Sarnia, and yep. he's leading the league in shorthanded goals. Oh, yeah. Brandon Sajan. Yep. And uh, big pickup, Brandon Sajan. Andropov is coming into his own there. Huge. Nick Andropov's boy there. Yep. And, uh, Daniel. Dan Daniel, yeah. Uh, Daniel, yeah. Eggenberger there, who actually really looks solid for the Swiss uh, junior team, actually. During the World Junior. Yeah, Eggenberger, so. he's a good player. They so got a good squad. Oshawa yeah. can't be, uh, I don't think we no. should overlook them at no, all. No, I agree. Yeah. Oh, no, 100%. No. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Um, but if I'm looking for an upset in the Eastern Conference, it's Oshawa because it's not going to be the Ottawa 67s, it's mm -mm. not going to be the Niagara Ice Dogs, mm -mm. and I don't believe it'll be the Sudbury mm -mm. Wolves. If there's an upset in the East, and there may, may be one through four all advancing, if there is a team that's going to go down, it's the Oshawa Generals of those four. That's, yeah. the, that's the only thing I'm saying about that. Just it could be a clean sweep there. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to piggyback on top of what you're saying. A lot of the games with the Oshawa Generals, they've been outshot a lot. Yeah. Kyle Kaiser has kept them a lot into their game in, in their games. I know they picked up Nicholas Matinen. Nicholas Matinen really hasn't been doing that much for the Oshawa Generals, right. right? Brandon Sajan, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, he's he's, he's unbelievable. But mm -hmm. Kyle, they've been outshot a lot of their games and Kyle Kaiser's been keeping a minute. Now, can he keep this up in the playoffs? Anthony Salonitra, I'm gonna agree with you. What a great pickup from the Cerny's thing. I mean, this is a great two-way player. Yeah, for sure. But, but do, they, do they have it on the back end? No. What wins your championships? To me, defense, right? Yeah. And I, I, I just don't think that, besides Kyle Kaiser, I don't think they really have anything else back there besides up front. I mean, up front, they're unbelievable, but yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think they're kind of a, a step below defensively of a lot of the teams in the, in the East. So you look at, I mean, they've allowed uh, 211 goals, yep. you know, um, which is, you know, significantly more than, than some of the other teams in the, in the East. Um, and, and, and don't forget, too, 
Uh, the Sudbury Wolves in particular, they're at 200, they're at 193. But when Uko Pekka Lukalin was away at the World Juniors, they got lit up a little bit. Let's they be honest. They did. We, we remember. I can tell you exactly I mean, about Flint that road trip. Oh. I remember it well. And, you know, I know you had a tough road trip that, oh that trip. Oh, my goodness. That was one of the longest road trips, Steve, that I, that I, that I went on this year with... What was it? The, the Windsor Flint Saginaw road trip? Yes, I remember talking to you in when you were yeah, Windsor, 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 and, and that was that was I a was, little. I was down. You, were, you were pretty depressed oh, about I that was, trip. I was. Oh my goodness! And we, it just, yeah. So we lost to Windsor that first game. Um, really in overtime, so we got a point. Okay, so we thought everything was fine. Move on to Flint. Flint just absolutely outplayed us. Yeah. They outdid everything. They just beat us, and we deserved to lose. Then we went on to Saginaw. We outshot Saginaw, and, we, and that, that Ivan Prospetov, who we could talk about in a second. We will. Yeah, we'll go right? to the last year in a few Right, days. right. But anyway, so he kept them in it. But anyway, that was a real depressing trip. Three losses and the longest drive home ever. <laughs> That's all I have to say. So anyways, yeah. It's, it's called ride. having a long bus ride. Oh, so think, yeah. Uh, maybe Steve, what we should do is do a quick break. And then yeah, we'll take a break. With the Western That's Conference. And I totally agree. We'll sure, take a okay. break. Uh, you're watching Hockey Talk on Whiteman TV. Welcome back to Hockey Talk, folks. Uh, make sure you check us out on Twitter at HockeyTalk913. And uh, before we uh, get back into talking Sudbury Wolves and the Western Conference standings, we're going to take a moment for, uh, for From the Clark Guys, which uh, will be coming up on your screen there. And uh, basically what we're looking at there is um, Oshawa Generals winning streak snapped. And this is from the Canadian Statesman, uh, March 1999, so we're going back 20 years. And uh, it was maybe an interesting one for Leaf fans to look back at this one because uh, starting goaltender for Sudbury as they beat Oshawa 3-1 was uh, none other than Andrew Raycroft, who had uh, 49 saves in the game as he faced 50 shots and uh, was player of the game. And uh, good old Andrew, I always, I always felt uh, his uh, second year in... His first year in Toronto, he had 72 games played, and he actually had a pretty good record. But then the next year, he was uh, considered the root of all evil, and they chewed him up and spit him out. But if you want to catch that, you can look at our Twitter feed and read that uh, article at your leisure. Um, the other thing I wanted to put a shout out uh, about was uh, the Queen's Golden Gales uh, University hockey team uh, just recently won the Queen's Cup appropriately named, uh, which is for the uh, championship of the OUA, the Ontario University. And I just thought we'd uh, shed a light on that because there were some local connections. Um, in that, uh, I think the starting goaltender for this game was Justin Fazio, uh, another familiar name to yep. OHL fans. Mm -hmm. But uh, their other goaltender was great big uh, six, six foot eight, uh, Jack Flynn, who uh, played a couple Sound years Attack. with the Owen Sound Attack. And actually, he played a, a little bit a couple years ago in the American Hockey League. Um, so Jack Flynn was in there. Actually, in, uh, the player of the game there was uh, Jaden Lindo, who played four years with the Owen Sound Attack. Mm -hmm. And something that was kind of neat, there's Jaden there, celebrating uh, one of his two goals in the game. And uh, another local connection that's kind of neat is uh, that entire roster is entirely Canadian Hockey League uh, alumni, whether from the Western League, Quebec, Quebec Major Junior, OHL. They have a couple of former NCAA players, and they have a couple of uh, Tier 2 Junior A from out west. But the only Junior B player they have in their entire lineup is Caleb Warren, 
who uh, won a GOGHL championship last year with the Listowel Cyclones. So it's not very often you see those junior B players making the jump to the OUA. So good on them for pulling it off and good on Queens for winning the Queens Cup. I got a couple of notes as well. Um, so we had a special uh, for International Women's Day in the Ontario Hockey League. Mm. Uh, there was a special broadcast, an all-women's broadcast, the first time ever in the Ontario Hockey League. And, uh, you know, several of those uh, young ladies uh, are commentators in, the, in yeah. the Ontario Hockey League. Yeah. Laura Barney, of course, with the Hamilton Bulldogs. Mm -hmm. Ali Monroe with the... Uh, the uh, Mississauga Steelheads yeah. and Michelle Ferrugia for a long time with the, uh, the Oshawa Generals, and then some, some other ladies. Yeah, and then some other folks Did, from yeah, Sportsnet. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so congratulations to those ladies. Yeah. I think it was a wonderful thing uh, to, to have happen, and yeah. uh, you know I hope one of them doesn't take my job, but you know <laughs> it was still a good thing. It's great to see the profile of women's hockey, yeah, and women's hockey thing. going up there. <laughs> and nope. uh, speaking of which, next week we have a female hockey player, a very good one, uh, Brooklyn Irwin from Aiton, Ontario. She's going to be our guest next week, too. Absolutely. So, yeah. Cool. We should send out a shout-out to uh, former Guelph Storm and, of course, King Carden native Garrett McFadden, who was a member of Team Canada at the World University Hockey Championships, and they just won a bronze medal yesterday. Ah. Uh, so congratulations oh, wow. to Garrett McFadden for representing team, the university team from, for Team Canada. And that's a yeah. top-of-the-line guy right there. That is a high-end uh, person. He's played you've, known him. Uh, you've known him in yeah. broadcasts. Sorry, Andy, you did broadcast okay. his game for years. Yep. His games for years. And what, what a human being. That this is yes. a guy that people should look up to. Absolutely. Really. And he'd been on our show a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, was a gracious guest. And speaking of former guests on our show, with the Queen's Cup, I forgot to mention Stephen Gibson. Oh, yes. Who, because Gibson. last year when he was on our show, he actually announced his commitment to the Queen's Gales. That's right. He had just made that decision that day, so we got to break that news there last year. Of course, his mom, a Walker, a native as well. Yeah. Um, and, and the last thing, of course, uh, last Friday night, Andy Clark made his television debut on a network called Rogers TV for Hockey. Congratulations. Uh, doing uh, the Guelph Storm game with yours truly uh, in a pinch out of nowhere. Uh, oh, Bill Granger that. was unable to go. There you go. So uh, we, uh, we've of course done, done many games on this network for Whiteman TV for the Han Hanover Barons Junior C team. Cool. And so uh, Andy came in a pinch hit and it was uh, his first TV game, but you have done two OHL games before that uh, with uh, oh, with, with the, the Flint, Flint Firebirds, Firebirds yeah. on radio. So congratulations oh, wow. to you. Uh, you worked with Dominic? W Dominic Hennig. Yeah. You worked with Dominic. I Top did. of the line, eh? He's fantastic. He's guy. an unbelievable yeah. guy. For WQUS, yeah? Yeah. The radio station wow. back in Flint. So. I'll tell you I'll tell you a funny story about Dominic. Uh, didn't know him, heard so many good things about him. I went up to Flint, right? And you know what? He, he, as soon as you walk in the door, he's like right there waiting for you, right? Top of the line, he's got name tags for, for everybody <laughs> yeah. that sits down, yeah. right? And, and water bottles and welcome to Flint. You know, there's not too many people that are proud to be from Flint. Dominic Kenny is very proud to be from Flint. And you got to love that about the guy. He's such a top, classy guy. And he's a heck of a commentator. He's a great does, job. Does yeah, he's, he's, he's high end. The other thing about yeah. Dominic Hennick is, of course, his first year was the uh, total gong show meltdown of the Flint Firebirds. <laughs> and we remember, you know, firing coaches and yeah. players quitting and all this yeah. craziness going on there. And, you know, this was his first year in the Ontario Hockey League. <laughs> I mean, and of course he was their yeah. meeting, the, 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 uh, worse than that, he was their meeting relations person as well. You know, I mean, I yeah. feel bad for Dominic. He, I don't know how he got through that year. He, but God bless him. Yeah, exactly. You God know. bless him. You know what? He used to, another thing about Dominic too, uh, now they have their own camera guys. Dominic, when he first started, funny story, um, I heard this in Flint actually, 
he used to do the camera and call the games. And call the games. That's oh, crazy. Wow. By himself. That's crazy. In Flint. And how much they've how much they've yeah. come along and because of Dominic. Only Adam Olivero could do that. My goodness. <laughs> you asked me to do that. I, I I'd be calling the game and whatever. Anyways, yeah, it's, it'd yeah. be tough, right? It's crazy, yeah. I'm yeah. about toodles to Dominic. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, well why don't we shift our focus over to the Western Conference and that is certainly uh, mm. lots to look at there. Uh, Jamie, I mean, when you look at this Western Conference, uh, the playoff matchups are pretty well set or close. Um, what kind of strikes you when you look at, this, at the standings for the Western Conference? Well, it's, it's really hard to say anything about that the London Knights probably aren't going to be your favorites. And it's like you said, with, when you get six NHL-drafted defensemen, how can you go anywhere against that? Well, you know, in hmm. fairness, um, Guelph in particular has beaten them twice in London in the last four weeks. They only have four losses at home this year, and two of them are to the Guelph Storm. I'm mm-hmm. um, just throwing that out there mm-hmm. as, a, as something to and, think about. And Saginaw, too. I think they've been flying under the radar for a team that's been so good. My mouth. They've yeah. won nine straight. Right? Yeah. They're getting super hot leading into the playoffs. Right, man, here's and team. you were going to talk about their goalie. Yeah. I mean, he's been ridiculous, oh, too. Oh, Pro, Prosvitov. My goodness. He's, he's been ridiculous. That's the Arizona Coyote draft pick, and he's just stopping everything in sight right now. But you look at the Saginaw Spirit. I'm going to, again, piggyback what you're seeing, Andy. Uh, Troy Smith, when he got fired earlier, earlier in the year, there were two games over 500 when he got fired. And now all of a sudden, Chris Lazari takes over, and then this team just 45 and 15. There it is, right? 45 wow. 15, firing at all cylinders, making good trades at the trade deadline, too, picking up one tip. And he's really uh, played well for that Saginaw Spear team. And they're really pumped up for a big playoff run over there. If you talk to Joy Botano, they're. Uh, yep. Uh, which a communications guy, but yeah, that, that's a team that I think that can be a real dark horse nobody's really talking about right now. And you know, the funny thing about that, Mike, nobody talking about the Saginaw Spirit, I guess they're just overshadowed maybe in terms of where their marketplace is, and, mm-hmm. and maybe the Sioux to some degree gets that way too. But I mean, this is a team that, you know, Chris Osgood is a part owner, mm-hmm. Jimmy Devolano, who won so many Stanley Cups in the management of the Detroit Red Wings is a part owner. Yep. Like, they've got serious NHL connections. It's not any shocks that they're suddenly being able to recruit, especially high-end American players. Yep. But these guys have plugged into some of these NHL connections, and and this is what uh, has led them to, uh, to being this good. In the last couple of years, they've suddenly um, been able to build with quality people at the helm absolutely it, it start and that's where it starts exactly what you're saying and and they're able to bring top players in there and they're able to draft well and all the guys that they drafted or traded for that they've all fit in perfectly and now you got like i said like chris lazari running the show that this is a team that can maybe do some damage in the playoffs and they're really looking for go hard so like nobody thought they were going to get blade jenkins and not sudden, me. suddenly you nope did. You know they get them. No, and you know look at you look at guys like Bodie Wild. Exact same thing. They, there you go. You yep. know, guys like Bodie Wild, the defense, New York Islander draft pick. This guy skates like the wind, and he can shoot the puck 100 miles per hour. Yes, he can. Right, and he's a leader on that blue line. And uh, they, and but you got a goalie like Prospetov. Did you guys see what he did against London? You guys didn't see what he did against London, or no? Recall, re- refresh my. memory. Oh, okay. I'm gonna refresh the memory. This is. Well, first of all, he does cartwheels if he gets the oh, first yeah, start. Yeah, if you guys yeah. see oh, that, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I had well, I had actually uh, got to see him do a cartwheel against the Sudbury Wolves <laughs> yeah. when he uh, they got a shot. But anyways, so he he stands in front of players when they go by him, right? Against the London Knights. I don't know if it's a London Knight thing or something. I'm not sure. But every time they had the lead, it was near the end of the game, yeah. and he was kind of skating over here and going like this and. Skate, uh, screaming all the London Knights players when they were skating by him and stuff. I was like, whoa, this guy's got some character. Or whatever, he did get a penalty for it. <laughs> he did get a penalty, but I mean, um, 
this, he's he's uh, he's unbelievable. See, he's I'd a big actually guy say, the too. The London Knights aren't a team you'd really want to stir up, right? If, no. If you got the lead on them, let them stay asleep. In I, my I, mind, but I, 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 I'm gonna like. Steve. The guy has some swagger about him. You know, yeah. I was talking, it's funny, yeah. Saginaw was in Guelph last week, and I was talking mm. to Joey Botano, mm -hmm. uh, their public relations and play-by-play -play voice, <laughs> about about Prozvitov. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, he said he stopped doing that because he felt it took a lot of the focus away from things that needed to have focus on it. The cartwheels? No, in yeah, and in fairness, yeah. he said, you know, he had never really done it where he waited for every single player to be off the ice, period, before he ever did it. For the three well, stars to be done, he doesn't want Don Cherry calling him a yeah. bunch of jerks or whatever. <laughs> well, he doesn't want he, he, he doesn't want to get hurt too. Yeah. If he gets hurt, doesn't doing those. But you know what I mean? Finished. Oh my! Yo, the, they're finished. How does he? How does he not get hurt? Like, I couldn't understand. Like he did six he against this, the Wolves. <laughs> I counted him one, two, or three. He looks like or, he looks like he's going to tear a groin when he does the splits. It's just I, unbelievable. It's like dancing with the stars when he's. You know what? Google Ivan Prosvitov if you if you have a chance to watch the cartwheels. It's on it's on YouTube. Too, but something else actually. Can, oh. can you imagine someone trying to do a cartwheel with the old leather pads from about 15, 20 years ago? You know what? You know, you know, you probably know, break your legs. I'll never forget the way he did it too, Steve. He, or guys, he he skated off like he was he wasn't going to do it, and, he, and we thought, okay, good, he's not going to do the cartwheels. And also, he comes right back out. He waits for the players, like you said, to go off the ice. Yeah, yeah. Six cartwheels, a splits, <laughs> the splits. He tripped, gets back up, and does two more cartwheels. He's, funny. Fun, though, uh, he's got a, he's a character guy. Joey said, you know what, the kid came up with it himself on stopping it. And he basically <laughs> he said he basically, you know what, it's taking too much focus away from our team that deserves more focus than me than talking about me doing cartwheels. Yeah. Which I have a lot of respect for for having as as Joey said, having the self awareness as a young person to to, to kind of, you know, put the team in front of yourself mm -hmm. over something kind of silly, right? Like mm -hmm. but it was kind of a cool thing for a week or two. Yeah. So Jamie, I wanted to that's Throw it over to you, uh, our beloved Owen Sound Attack. How do you see things shaking up for them? Well, we did a lot of discussion last week about the Owen Sound Attack, and they've now clinched a playoff spot in the Western Conference. Um, there's a lot of hope within that franchise, as, as Matt said last week, but I don't see them as being a contender really for a couple of seasons, this season, perhaps next season, and then, like Matt said, maybe in two years, that's just a team that can be competitive. Um, they've had a lot of really quality players go through that system. Um, guys like Michael McNiven, um, Nick Suzuki, Zach Roberts, Marcus Phelps, Sean Dursey. Um, Jordan Bennington. Jordan yeah. Bennington, exactly. Uh, That's a few years ago now. Gadjevich. Yeah, yeah Gadjevich. Uh, yeah. I was a lot higher on Patrice Palmu than a lot of people were. Yeah. Um, a lot of people didn't see him getting drafted. But, uh, I mean, I know he's a little bit older than Nick Suzuki. Yeah. But uh, he honestly impressed me when I was watching attack games as much yeah. as I was more than Nick Suzuki did at the time. Now, I know that as these players mature and they play in different levels, sometimes those assessments can change, but um, this, is a, this is a team that's sort of in transition right now. Um, I, I think they have too much skill to bottom out the way some teams do, but I also think that this is good asset management by Dale DeGray. You nailed it, and you took the words right out of my mouth. The asset management at the trade deadline by the Own Sound Attack, essentially they traded four or five of their best players. Mm -hmm. But these guys, you have to understand, these guys are not, are not playing for the Owen Sound Attack next year. So they took a self-assessment, a realistic self-assessment of themselves and said, how far can we go with these guys on our team? And okay, we can maybe win round one, maybe we get through round two, but there's the end of the road for us. You know, especially with you know two young 17-year-old goaltenders that have sub 900 save percentages, um, it's really not, um, 
and they weren't going to challenge for the OHL championship. I think a lot. I think they recognized that. Dale DeGray is an incredible uh, talent uh, recognizer yep. of, of uh, where assess the assessment needs to be made. And he assessed very early on that this team was going to have to make these moves. Yep. And I think he, he extracted some pretty darn nice pieces and a lot of draft picks um, that are really going to help the own sound attack in the future. And I, and I know their fans were, were not thrilled about it, but, uh, you know, they got two extremely good young defensemen. Uh, you know, uh, Barrett Kerwin is really good young player up front who has solidly looked good on their first line from Guelph. And all these second and third and fourth oh, yeah. round picks. And I mean, Mike, how important are those? Well, those are huge. You can you you can draft the, the other hit or hit or miss with the, the second or third uh, round picks. Uh, you know, you could get somebody, or you could use those in a trade right. as well, right? Uh, you can all stack it up and get some more players. But you want to draft and you want to build uh, what the Owen Sound is attack are doing. Right now, they're matched up with what the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. Yeah, you never know. Sault Ste. Marie, they're really not playing that well right now. They're well, not. Let's so, talk. Let's talk about Morgan Frost. We we're going to oh. get into that. Okay, so Morgan Frost, of course, uh, leads the OHL in scoring. He's been suspended indefinitely for a uh, apparent so. cross check to the face of one of the Sarnia Sting players mm -hmm. in a game last week. Mm -hmm. uh, they haven't announced how long that suspension is going to be. What a quandary for the Ontario Hockey League. This is probably one of their best players. He leads their the OHL in scoring with 108 points. And mm -hmm. here we go. We're so close to the playoffs. I mean, Mikey, what do they do with this situation? I mean, he deserves, he deserves in my it. mind, 10 games. Yep. And, and, and you know what? I'm going to go back. He deserves 10 games. Absolutely. And David Branch, we talked about this off air. David Branch is a uh, commissioner. He does. He cracks down this stuff. He doesn't want any headshots right. at all. Yep. And he'll give the max. He'll give 10 games. He'll give 15 games. But here's, one guy, here's another guy that I'm going to talk about, too, as well. The same kind of situation as Morgan Frost, Evan Bouchard. Right. Coming with the yeah. cross check to the face. How many yeah. games did he get for that? Yeah, it was less than ten. What, what, he got what, maybe five or six five, or something, think, right? Yeah, five or six yeah. games for the cross check. So, so I'm gonna. You know, so I'm this gonna, is this I'm is, go is it the, it's probably what Morgan's getting because especially because they may weigh playoff games a little bit heavier. Well, you know so what? I'm gonna say five or six games. Nah. For if Morgan. he does, I think yeah. it's a travesty of justice for sure. He yeah. deserves every bit of ten of the ten. Yeah, which oh, yeah. you know makes the situation. So say it is the Sioux Greyhounds. And uh, the Owen Sound attack, Jamie, I mean, yeah. it would open the door for the Owen Sound attack a little bit anyway um, if they didn't have their best player in their lineup. I mean, you never know. Well, the Owen oh, Sound yeah. attack also know the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds Very well, well enough mm -hmm. from playing them as much as they have. And, I mean, this is a team that was pretty stacked last year. Yeah. And, I mean, they're not as stacked this year. They are still a very good team. Yeah. But... It's like I said last week. There, there's no team that's too good or too big to fail, mm -hmm. and you know we've seen these underdog teams in the past that absolutely upset, right? Yeah. Absolutely, it's a great county guy. I got to jump in there too when it comes to Sault Ste. Marie with Morgan Frost sitting out, who knows how many games. Uh, more and more in recent weeks, uh, Zach Trot has been taking more of a role with uh, mm -hmm. with the Sioux Greyhounds as a forward there, and he's certainly one that. I'm not saying he can replace all of the offense of a Morgan Frost, but he's certainly one that's going to be called upon to take a lot of that. And throwing that out there because he's a former Grey Bruce Highlander right. AAA player there, so he has some local connections. So yeah. good, good to see. Well, you know, hopefully he makes the best of this opportunity and yep. goes from there. Having said that, though, as much as I love Owen Sound Attack, after it's still going to be tough. You know what? I saw they Sudbury dismantle them last week 9-1. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're not going to give... No, Maria you, you, you with can't, I, I don't know. Uh, you, know you know what? I think that I think I they're a team that could be. Mike and I, you, you maybe you'll know. correct me mm. if you're if yeah. I'm wrong, but 
I think the Owens Sound attack in this situation, if they can play extremely well defensively. Yes. And also, I mean, they have a decent penalty killing unit with the Owens Sound attack. Mm -hmm. If they can, you know, stymie the other team's power play, they're going to give themselves mm -hmm. a shot. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think they could win a couple games in a series I like think that. So. I think so, too. I'm going to agree with you on that one. I mean, you look at their goaltender for the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds, Matthew Valalta. I mean, he's either he, here's a guy who's either he's hot or he's, he's off. Yep. He's really off. Yep. So, and they're going to have to count on, it, on uh, him heavily, and the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds always do. Yeah. Uh, they're they're a hit and miss team. I know they're really doing well right now, and I mean, well, they're five, four, and one. They're not. They're just kind of back. But right now, right yeah. Now. But right now, yeah, exactly. But right now, they're not playing too well. But no. if you get in front of Valalta, get some uh, shots on him, and he's down. Yeah. Don't sound. You never know. Don't sound could beat them. Maybe in six, maybe seven games they could take. I them. wanted to throw a side note out there too. Uh, you were mentioning when Owen Sound picked up a couple good young defensemen. One yeah. of those being Andrew Parrott. Right. Uh, so um, I was uh, texting his dad, Nathan, there. And he, uh, he mentioned in passing, uh, he's very proud of Andrew for sure. He said he has a, another son too that's also eligible for the OHL draft this year. And uh, he said that he uh, is every bit as tough and maybe even going to be tougher than Andrew in a couple of years. Well, and of course, so. Andrew uh, did a number on Curtis Douglas, who's all of six foot nine <laughs> and, and a, you know, a pretty strong guy. He, oh, just, yeah. he, did, he made short work of him. Uh, and you know what, I, I know we're gonna have Nathan on in a future show and maybe have Andrew as well to share. Maybe that's a, a good story to chat about yeah, that yeah, particular thing. Uh, lessons from dad, we might call yeah. that. You know, <laughs> how, how, he, how he handled that situation. I think. And you know, who's, who's Andrew's not a big fighter, brother, right? but what's who's, that? Who's the toughest brother? Yeah, who's the toughest brother? <laughs> well, dad that's certainly a, that, did a good job. That would be a great episode. Yeah, I know, we're gonna look forward to that. Yeah. Um, so the Guelph Storm, I mean, okay. I'm a little biased obviously with the Guelph Storm. But, but I will admit that, you know, the Guelph Storm's goaltending um, is probably their Achilles heel if, they're, if they have one. Uh, you know, when you look at the numbers, you know, their goaltenders are sub-900 save percentage. And that typically is not something you're going to see in OH, on an OHL championship team. Um, Mike, I mean, a, an unbiased opinion. Wh Absolutely. Wh where do you view them? Well, I, I mean, right now, pretty much, they're locked into the fourth spot. Yeah. And, um, so right now, they're going to be taking on, should Either. be taking on the Kitchen Rangers in yeah. the first round. So, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that with the Highway 7 uh, yeah. rivalry, right? So uh, where do I view it? I'm going to, again, I, I think it's the goal. I think it's going to come down to the goaltending of the goal storm. And it's going to come down, can guys like Mackenzie and Whistle really stepping up in playoffs like he did for the uh, Hamilton Bulldogs last year. Uh, can Sean Dursey really step it up? Can Nick Suzuki be that guy? I mean, can Hancock really step it up? All the guys that George Burnett picked up at the trade deadline, can this team really gel and be the team that George Burnett wants them to be? Mm -hmm. That's going to be my... Marcus, that's Marcus my Phillips, of Marcus course, Phillips as well. Yeah, yeah, talking yeah. About, right? So... Can they do it? Can they gel? Can they be that team that just that George wants them to be? Well, certainly Sam Rukov, we were talking about how skilled he is. And we were shocked a few weeks ago that he had only had seven goals. But yeah. what's he up to now? At nine now? Or yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah he started to find his trot offensively. and mm -hmm. playing very well. I think that guy's going to be a force. Well, the interesting thing about that, you know, and I mentioned this on the broadcast the other day, is, is you know, when we looked at those Owen Sound Guelph trades at the deadline, you know, essentially Roberts was a throw-in from the Owen Sound side of the tr of the ledger to Guelph. You know, injury-prone older guy, uh, just you know, moving on kind of thing. Um, but he's really played well for the Guelph Storm. He's he's found mm -hmm. a depth role on their mm -hmm. third and fourth line, 
and you know he's hard to play against. <laughs> he's got some sandpaper. I really like him. And in here's our a lineup. question for you too, because we talked about David Levin, you yeah. know, kind of being like a big addition for the playoffs. Cam Hillis, what's his timeline for returning? So Cam Hillis, uh, probably going to be back uh, for the playoffs, but not much before that. Not much before. Um, unfortunate. Yeah. Same uh, situation as Levin. Collarbone situation, so we'll have to see. Um, but it looks it looks like Gogolev's going to be back this week. That's which huge. Which will really help. He, you know, he's probably essentially a point-of-game player to, to re-add to the lineup. Um, and Jack Hanley is pretty banged up. We're not sure if we're going to have him back or not. That's a guy... That's Played for an OHL championship team last year. For he has, yes, yeah. So you know, Guelph's a little banged up that way, but they made those moves at the deadline to increase their depth, and fortunately, they did because they need them. Um, but yeah, they're hoping to have Hillis and Gogolev will be back this week. He might even play tonight. They, um, but uh, I, I believe you know it's not going to be much before the playoffs, if any at all. Yeah, it should be interesting. They it will. Be, it will be interesting. It, this playoff, this playoff bracket, and then the West. Uh, to it's, me, it's crazy. I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna make my picks right now. Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna. You know what? Because go for it. Right here we go. So, London. Okay, so you got London Knights are matched up obviously against the Windsor Spitfires. Well, London. It's over. Potentially forget Sarnia. it. Five games. Sarnia. Four or five games. Saginaw. Saginaw. It's Sarnia. Over. It's there. I mean, Saginaw just. Destroyed Sarnia last night. Sault Ste. Marie, Owen Sound, that's, I'm telling you, that's the way I feel could be an upset. It really could. I'm not just saying that because you're an Owen Sound guy. (laughs) 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 Oh, you guys are all Owen Sound guys, right? But from around, but anyways, no, that series should be interesting. I I think that's going to rely a lot on Valalta. And then you look at uh, Guelph and Kitchener. Who knows? I mean, Guelph, I think Guelph should win that series. Uh, I think it will go six or seven, not being biased or anything like that, because I have worked a couple golf broadcasts with you in the, in the past. Yep. But anyways, besides that, I, 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 but Kitchener's been playing really well lately. I mean, Greg Morales just got OHL Player of the Week, and that's a guy that's really been well deserved up. too. But yes. And their record against Guelph this year, four and four. There so you go. I mean, you know, it's going it's certainly then, more than what you would think. Yeah, kind of, it could be a coin toss. Who knows? Oh, yeah. I think Guelph wins that. I think they win it in five or six. I think, uh, you know, when the, when the chips are down. They're gonna they're gonna put everything they have into this. Um, I don't know that that game last week was very indicative of the Guelph Storm team that we're gonna see in the playoffs mm-hmm. because I, they didn't really have a lot to play for there. Yep. And uh, I just feel that Guelph is gonna pull it together here, and, and they're gonna they're gonna get past Kitchener just fine. Um, although I think uh, it'll be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be. Well, I mean. You, like, you can't ask for anything better than that. I mean, you go to K- Kitchener, you got it's going to be a sold-out barn over there, the Kitchener, the uh, the old odd, and then, of course, the Sleeman Center, that's going to be sold out. And yep. you got, you're going to have your Kitchener Ranger fans there, and then your Guelph Store fans uh, down the Highway 7. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that first round. Last year, too, I mean, Guelph's going to be looking for a little revenge, right? Kitchener played Guelph last year in the playoffs, and uh, Kitchener took uh, took care of Guelph, no problem. So I'm sure that's going to be in the back of some of the players' minds, as in Cedric Ralph, yep. uh, who I like. A Me lot too. For Me the too. Guelph Storm, and I Isaac think Radcliffe and Radcliffe as well. You know what, Cedric Nate Schnarr, Nate Waterloo Schnarr. native. Yes, hundred points. On and on. to him. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but I, I feel that Cedric Rall is going to have probably the best playoffs of his life this year because last year was just kind of, you know, he's just kind of stepping in. And I remember interviewing him last year, and he's just kind of like, you know, I'm just kind of getting in the playoffs, whatever. I think this year he's going to be ready, and I think he's going to be right up there in point production in the playoffs for the Guelph Storm. All year, he's always, he's like I, I watched him play in the preseason and right through, he's had a sense of coming into his own all year, that confidence. 
Mm. Yeah, it's just built and built for sure. Oh yeah. Now, before we go, we should also, you said uh, we want to talk a little bit about Mike's, uh, his gig as a broadcaster. (laughs) Yeah, you know, Mike has (coughs) one of the more interesting gigs in the league. Uh, He does uh, all of the radio coverage for the Sudbury Wolves and you would think he'd live in Sudbury, wouldn't you? <laughs> he actually lives in Hamilton, Ontario, which is still a long yeah. drive to Hanover to come yeah. and see us, which, yeah. which we really appreciate. No problem. But, uh, you know, it, that's a great gig. It's yeah. an interesting gig. Uh, tell us about it. All right. Well, um, actually, it's kind of inter- uh, an interesting gig, as you say. Uh, I went out to Sudbury last year. So I'll tell you guys the whole thing. Um, I think I told you about this. I went yeah, out to Sudbury last year, and I, I did a broadcast on the radio for them. Uh, I didn't know at the time they were kind of looking for somebody. So they said, hey, you know what? Um, you did great. Um, may- maybe next year kind of thing. I was like, okay. Uh, I was like, whatever. So I came home and I was supposed to do the Guelph broadcast when you were away yep. with, uh, with the election, Bill. Yeah. When you were, yeah. And uh, I got a phone call, I think it was three days before the uh, thing started, uh, the game started anyway. So they said, Mike, uh, are you game? I said, my game? I didn't know what the heck he was talking about. (laughs) I go, game for what, right? He goes, (laughs) yeah. He goes, are you game? I go, for what? He says, doing the road broadcast. I said, absolutely. Sure. He goes, okay, so let's get in contact the next day or whatever right now because he's, you know, he's really, really busy. And uh, let's go go through details and all that kind of stuff. So what I do is I travel on the road with them. Uh, What happens is I meet up with them. Uh, wherever they are, like say this weekend they're going to be in Peterborough and Oshawa, so I stay the night with the team. Say that, but we are going to be staying. Uh, I can't say where. I'm gonna, should, can I say that where we're going to be staying? Probably not. No, I shouldn't really shouldn't be saying that. I'll probably get in trouble. But anyway, so yeah, so I stay with the team, and uh, everything. You know, it, it, it it's an unbelievable experience, and um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And so for playoff time, so I do the road games, and there's a guy uh, who did the road games last year. His name's Brian Cooper. He had to step back. And he does the home games on the radio. Mm. So we have a pretty, we call it the three-headed monster. That's what we call it. I guess geographically, yeah. too, with where Sudbury is, right? Yeah. So it makes sense to actually. Well, I will go up there again. Unless it's, uh, unless it's playoffs. Well, you might drive down the uh, yeah, if it, yeah, I'd probably be up there for that. But you know what? It's a great gig, and the organization's been absolutely supportive of me the, uh, for everything uh, that I've done and tried to help with as well. Um, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to do it. Um, it's an honor to be able to be part of the OHL family, uh, to do what I'm doing. So I had to meet different people all over the, the rinks, all over uh, Canada and the USA. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's a great gig and yeah, so that's what I do. I mean, I know I live in Hamilton and now I'm a kind of a wolf guy now, right? So, <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. So I really enjoy it and I'm very appreciative for the uh, organization to give me the opportunity. Well, and, and you know, and you've worked with us in the past, yes. and uh, you've earned your way here. And congratulations <laughs> on the gig! And, Thank uh, you so much. You know, you've done an awesome job. I've listened to a number of your broadcasts, and you've, you're really uh, bright, you. young. Bro- I shouldn't say young as <laughs> that. We're getting older. <laughs> well, I know we're getting older by the day here. You're Steve. a bright, My you're goodness. a bright broadcaster in the OHL. <laughs> Thank that's you. I, for I sure. appreciate and, uh, that. Thank you know you. what? Uh, so so appreciative of you making the drive to, to join us, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And Andy, who do we have on our show next week? So next week we have a young Brooklyn Irwin who uh, played five years of university hockey, played a little bit of pro in Sweden and uh, still playing uh, some women's hockey. So it's kind of nice. It's our second ever female guest on our show, four years in, (laughs) second female on our show. So it's about time. But yeah, we have Brooklyn in studio and uh, we look forward to talking, uh, talking some more hockey with you on Whiteman TV. So we'll see you again on Hockey Talk.